evening and welcome to the second episode of the Desert Politics 10 Minute Takes series. I'm your host, Fran Nielsen, and this is my first baby pod. I think we can agree that we all miss Katie, but um, hopefully without her as a distraction, I'll be able to stay clear of any tangents. Um, my chosen topic for this week and for my first baby pod is to make the case for a second referendum on the UK's membership of the EU. I should clarify straight away that I do not think a second referendum is the best idea in the world. But in terms of where Brexit goes from here, I do think it is the best option. But let me make it clear that I think all the possible options and outcomes for Brexit at the moment are actually pretty grim. Now, we've made it clear on this podcast time and time again that prior to the 2016 referendum, it was reasonably apparent that leaving the EU was a bad idea, and now it is nothing but evident. Since the referendum, it has been three exhausting years of negotiations, and it's not like that just ends on the 30th of March if we do manage to leave with a deal. Um, We have years of negotiating trade deals ahead of us, and if we do leave with no deal, negotiating those trade deals without the transition period could be harder, depending on what WTO tariffs we choose to trade under in the interim period. In order to explain the case for a second referendum, I think we need to establish a few things. So, the way democracy works in the UK is that it is representative. We elect MPs who are well-informed, supposedly, who, because their job is to understand politics, they have the time to dedicate to a vast array of issues that affect us to make decisions on our behalf. Now, for the most part, the House of Commons is actually comprised of MPs who supported the UK remaining in the EU at the time of the 2016 referendum. Now, MPs are supposed to act in the national interest. That is the purpose of representative democracy. But Brexit is not in the national interest. But in order to stop Brexit, it would require revoking Article 50, which takes an act of Parliament. And to be quite frank, that's not going to happen the way politics is at the moment. And that is because MPs are currently acting on the mandate of the people, of the 17.4 million people who voted for the UK to leave the EU in the 2016 referendum. Now, the present problem is exactly this. There is the mandate to leave, the referendum result, but there is no clear indication of what leave actually means. Those 17.4 million people all voted to leave for vastly different and personal reasons and their concepts of what leaving the EU actually entails is also wide-ranging. The divisions over defining leave are evident enough in the gridlock in the House of Commons. Now, the UK is not a country with a history of referenda. It's really not a part of the fabric of our democratic tradition. But if you are going to hold a referendum, the options should be clearly defined. So the best example would be in the UK context, the 1998 Belfast Good Friday Agreement in Northern Ireland. When the referendum was held, the agreement had already been drawn up and signed by the main parties, excluding the DUP, who later signed up to it in 2006 with the um, St Andrews Agreement. Now, when the 1998 referendum was held, every household was sent a leaflet setting out the terms of the Good Friday Agreement, so everyone knew exactly what they were voting for when they said yes. And that is something that didn't happen with the 2016 referendum because it was a simple remain, leave, but leave was never explained. The vision for leave was never set out. Now, Katie and I are obviously Remainers and the tone of this podcast is quite clearly anti-Brexit. And as a disclaimer, I did go on the People's Vote March in October and I went with my sister. If you, find, if you go on my Twitter, it's my pinned tweet. It's the first thing that's up there. But what I do not agree with is... The following things. Firstly, that a second referendum would automatically result in a Remain result. The People's Vote campaign, and I think this is where they go wrong, seem to sort of strongly imply that 
if we get a people's vote, a second referendum on Brexit, Remain would win. Now, I think <clears throat> this vastly overlooks the fact that Remain does not have a strong argument. The fact that Britain will be poorer, the fact that we will lose jobs, the fact that we are losing influence in a global market, none of that is actually a convincing enough argument to vote Remain. Saying the, the alternative to Remain is worse than Remain is not really a very convincing argument, and that's what went wrong in 2016, and I feel like that is what is going wrong now. Secondly, I don't think a second referendum would put the question of the UK's place in Europe to bed. Regardless of the outcome, and especially if the outcome was Remain, the issue of UK and the EU is going to be around for decades more. It has plagued the Tory party for decades and decades, and even if Remain were to win a second referendum by 55 to 45, which is, you know, a 10-point margin, 45% is still a very significant amount of people who want to leave the EU. So if the result were Remain, we would have to renegotiate our terms on being in the EU in some way to accommodate those people who feel like they had asked to leave and then were told to vote again, only to be told that they were incorrect. And the same would happen that if a leave mandate was secured and the mandate for Theresa May's deal, um, something would have to be done as a show, as a sign, as a gesture towards those who had still voted to remain. And finally, this brings me on to my final point, which is interlinked. I don't believe a second referendum would do anything to rebuild trust in politicians and the democratic process. A second referendum would be messy. It would be really, really messy, really brutal. And I think it would be ugly. And that, that concerns me that people could switch off from it and not care about it. You've already seen the debates between Remainers and Leavers outside Westminster. That gets ugly. Um, the other day, Lord Adonis, who's been very vocal on the People's Vote campaign, um, debated Nigel Farage, and for, quite frankly, the whole thing was just embarrassing. So if there were to be a second referendum, I'm not saying it's, it's a good choice. I really, I really don't think it is a good choice, but I think it's the only choice to get us out of the gridlock. Because the second referendum would rule out a no-deal Brexit, because it would be a referendum between the Prime Minister's deal and Remain, and then it would end the gridlock and give Parliament a fresh mandate. It would either instruct MPs to do revoke Article 50, or it would instruct MPs to go ahead and vote for the Prime Minister's deal. It gives the MPs the mandate to say exactly what the people want, which the simple in-out referendum of 2016 simply didn't offer. The only other way a fresh mandate could be secured would be through a general election. But um, we've spoken about this before, and I may actually do my next baby pod on this. But the opposition isn't presently offering a vastly different Brexit to the one on offer by the Prime Minister. And in addition to that, the Prime Minister has said she will not lead the Conservatives into another general election. So what a different Conservative leader would promote as their form of Brexit remains to be seen. Now, these are the main arguments. There's a lot of other arguments which I don't think stand up as strongly as this ending gridlock argument. There's been a lot of arguments about the there's the Our Future, Our Choice campaign. And when I marched with my sister, you know, she wasn't old enough to vote in 2016. And there is an argument there, you know, young people overwhelmingly support staying in Europe. 
problem is that it's one man, one vote. So we can't, even though there is logic in saying, you know, Brexit is going to affect young people, it's our future who are going to be affected by Brexit. That's not enough to say that our vote matters more than other people's. And then there's the whole argument about the fact that Leave, the Leave campaign was a campaign built on lies. It was funded by Russian money and broke loads of laws and stuff. And that is something that Katie and I will cover in a bigger pod. But the simple fact remains is that this is where we're at. And I think there is a gridlock and I'm sure we will see it when Theresa May fails to secure something over the backstop. So this is, these are all issues that are going to come back up, but this is the, the bare bones of it for now. And um, I hope you enjoyed and I hope that made sense. Um, please do keep listening. You can find us on Instagram at Desert Politics Pod and on Twitter at Desert underscore politics. Um, I'm on Twitter at Queen of Franta. And Katie and I will be back on Monday with our big pod. Who knows what we'll be talking about? <laughs> it's a mystery. Have a good evening, everyone.